Blog Talk Radio. Since 1936. 
4-H and FFA Youth Poultry Clubs get a 10% discount. Check out their website, CackleHatchery.com, for posted weekly specials and discounts. That's CackleHatchery.com. How would you like to sleep in on the weekends without having to get up early to let your chickens out? Or not have to rush home after eating dinner to shut your chickens in for the night? And who's had the unfortunate surprise that a raccoon, possum, or fox got to your chickens because you forgot to close the coop? Well, your days of worrying have come to an end. Introducing the Chicken Guard Automatic Chicken Coop Door Opener. Working off either the timer or light sensor, Chicken Guard automatically opens your coop door in the morning to let the girls out and shuts it at night to keep them safe. Tried and trusted by over 40,000 users worldwide. Buy Chicken Guard online at chickenguardian.com or your local farm and feed store. That's chickenguardian.com. Sweet PDZ has been keeping horse stalls ammonia-free and healthy for nearly 33 years. However, ammonia is ammonia, regardless of the species producing it. Therefore, it will do the same great job in your chicken coops and brooders. Sweet PDZ safeguards flock health by neutralizing and eliminating harmful levels of ammonia and odors. Safe and effective moisture absorption. All-natural, non-toxic, premium-grade zeolite mineral. Contains no masking scents or chemical perfumes. Safe and beneficial to dispose with waste on compost and gardens. Learn more at SweetPDZ.com. That's SweetPDZ.com. Hi, I'm country music artist Nathan Osmond, and you're listening to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. And the mighty bird against prejudice continues his fight for law and order. So when you hear that cry in the sky, you'll know it's Super Chicken. All righty, thank you very much for staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by our good friends over at Palm Bach Feeds. A couple of very quick announcements before we get on to today's uh, show, and that is I want to remind everybody about a contest. It actually ends tonight at midnight Eastern Daylight Time, and it's really, the contest is really for the folks that watch our Facebook Live videos. So, um, and you, you, to enter, we'll tell you how to do that in a minute. But this week's contest has been brought to you by Metzer Farms out in California, and they specialize in ducks and waterfowl. <clears throat> so if you've been looking to maybe add to your backyard uh, farm, your backyard flock, or wanted to be interested in raising some waterfowl or ducks, well, then you might be interested in entering this contest because you one lucky winner one lucky winner, is going to win a $50 gift certificate to Metzer Farms. How cool is that? So to enter, all you have to do is go over to our Facebook page, and that's just facebook.com forward slash The Chicken Whisper. And uh, scroll down our page, and, and, and under any of the videos uh, that, that, that are posted there for this week, starting Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and of course today, uh, you got to click on one of the videos, play the videos, and while the video is playing, you need to comment, and all you have to do is comment, 
I want ducks from Metzer Farms. You'll see a lot of other people have done this, so you'll, it, you'll, it'll be easy to figure out. But, yes, yeah, so just head over to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Chicken Whisperer, and then scroll down to one of this week's videos. While the video is playing, uh, leave a comment uh, in there that says, I want ducks from Metzer Farms. That's all you got to do. You're entered. We will randomly choose a winner. I will announce the winner tomorrow. Uh, on our Facebook Live, and we're doing the brooder check-in on the meat birds. And, of course, I'll post the winner and uh, the Facebook page as well. That's all you got to do to enter for a chance to win a $50 gift certificate to our friends over at Metro Farms. How cool is that? And, of course, uh, if you uh, are on Facebook a good bit, or even if you're not, sometimes you get alerts. We are going live once a day uh, to do our brooder check-in. We've got 11 Cornish cross meat birds that are in the brooder right now. Uh, they are actually, I think, today, seven, eight, 10 days old today. They hatched out Monday a week ago, so that's seven, eight, not yet, 10 days old today. And they are eating and drinking and pooping and growing and getting bigger. And holy cow, these things are amazing, uh, getting big, 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 these Cornish cross. So we're hoping in our minds that between seven and eight weeks, they'll be ready to be processed. But we're sharing everything with the people who watch the video on a daily basis, how much feed, how much water how much poop, and we weigh three of the birds um, each day just to, so you can see how fast that these little guys are actually growing. So it's, it's really cool, and we're getting a lot of views, and uh, people are really interested uh, in maybe raising a small flock of meat birds in their backyard. So you can follow along and see uh, how easy it is at the end of the day, what it might cost, and, and, uh, and the whole nine yards. So it's, it's, I think it's a really good program for, for that, so that's very cool. Um, yeah, I see that. No problem. So anyway, my seven-year-old came over and showed me a train that was broken. So uh, it's a family show, right? So let's get on with today's show. I'm very, very excited about today's show. It's basically, I titled it, The Best Eggs in Alabama. 4-H contest winner, because really, at the end of the day, that's what it is. Our good friend uh, and contributor, Dr. Bridget McRae, PhD, she's over in Alabama, if I'm not mistaken, she's in charge, really, of all the 4-H in Alabama, and she has an amazing young lady with her today who actually can truly say she has the best eggs in the whole state of Alabama um, at least for those that entered the 4-H contest. So, hey, that's an awesome award. And a lot of hard work goes into this. She should be really, really proud uh, of this win. And, uh, and she's going to tell us, Dr. McCray is going to tell us, you know, everything that the eggs are judged by. So you can have an idea based on the weight, the quality of the shell, uh, how high the albumin was. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy, everything that they, they judge these eggs for. And so uh, this, this is really something to be really proud of. And so um, uh, we're going to go to the phone lines right now and do a sound check because they are out on location. And uh, Dr. McRae, welcome to the show. We're so glad to have you. Let's do a little sound check here. Can you hear us okay, Andy? I can hear you pretty well, yep. And you might want to speak just a little bit louder, but I think right now we're okay. th that, that sound level was really, really good. So no problem at all. Can you hear me okay? All right, yes, we can hear you just fine. We have you on speakerphone. Now I'm going to have Soraya test it out. She's the quietest amongst us. Okay. Can you hear me good? I can, can hear you, you hear very well. And tell us. Yep, we can hear you perfect. That's great. And uh, if you'll just uh, tell us your name and date, I didn't quite catch that. 
Well, the winner of our contest this year comes from Marengo County, Alabama, and her name is the amazing Soraya Smith. Take it away, Soraya. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Well, Andy, one of the things I'm going to tell you about Soraya is that she's probably one of the most active 4-H members in the county for for poultry. And um, I also have here with with us um, Miss Beth Yates, her her 4-H foundational regional extension agent, or her county 4-H agent in Marengo County. And this group is really into chickens in this county, so I don't. I don't think I would be surprised if you didn't see me here again in the future doing other poultry stuff. That sounds great. So I'm going to, I'm going to start by explaining a little bit about the golden egg contest. So your listeners know what it is. And then I'm going to have Miss Yates talk about um, 4-H chick chain and I'm going to have Miss Smith talk about her particular flock. Is that okay? That sounds wonderful. We're ready to listen. Okay, so the 4-H Golden Egg Contest is new in this um, state. In the state of Alabama, it's a, it's a statewide contest, and it's essentially searching for the best dozen eggs in the state of Alabama as raised by a 4-H member. What we do okay. is we collect eggs and entries from all across the state, and they come to Auburn University's Poultry Science Department, where we take over a lab for one day. And so we <laughs> hop up. Yeah, we we do actually take over the entire lab space, and it's a big lab, Soraya. <laughs> so what we do is we clean off the counters, and we pull out all the eggs that have been kept under refrigeration since they arrived. And we set up stations, and we actually take a look at the eggs on the exterior. We break open some eggs. We look at the weights, blood spots, meat spots, um, take our measurements, assign our points values, and then we wash out the shells and let them dry for 24 hours. And the next day, we do our shell measurement. So it's a two-day process. So... There were a lot of mistakes this year. And, you know, this is the second year we've had it. So not everybody's going to get the hang of it, you know, the first time around. Biggest mistake everybody made is that they would enter their eggs to one size in 4-H online, and then they'd show up with a completely different size. So that's minus 10 points right there. Other problems that we had were folks did not candle their eggs and catch blood spots or meat spots. Soraya's eggs were perfect. The third most common problem that we had was when we cracked open eggs, because we randomly select the eggs that we choose to open up for internal analysis. We have 12 to choose from, but, you know, we just randomly grab the same number eggs from each dozen, and every single time we cracked open Soraya's eggs, it was some of the highest quality egg protein of anyone. Some people had two eggs that were really good and then one egg that was a B grade and, you know, of course that protein just went everywhere across the, the table and we were like, oh, man, because that drag, 
drags down your points. Um, but Soraya's eggs just—I mean, there was there was only one other person who even came close. But then they packaged all their eggs upside down in the carton, and that is like the easiest thing. But they still they still didn't touch your score, Soraya. You did the best. <laughs> I met Soraya's flock this morning. And I have to say that there were some happy hens out there. They were dipping around, talking to her. I think she's got them all trained to come when called, or at least, <laughs> well, at least when grass is in her hand. <laughs> uh, so what I I just absolutely adore coming to see. You know, it, it's it's one thing, Andy, to to look at a dozen eggs in a carton, and then you just kind of wonder. Who is the person who took the time and the care to put the best dozen out there? What are their chickens like? What's their coop like? I want to meet them, and I got to do that today. So we went out to Soraya's farm and um, got to meet her family and some fellow chicken keepers, and her chickens are just, just the happiest girls. In a shaded pen, um, I, I think I think you should direct some questions about how she keeps her chickens to to Soraya. But um, you know, the Golden Egg Contest is really a great way for all those chick chain participants who started their flocks last year or maybe even the year before to compete with those chickens that have been hanging around the farm. And for that, I think I'm going to turn it over to Miss Beth Yates, who has done chick chain how many years? Four years. We've done it here in Marengo County for four years. Um, Chick Chain is a state 4-H project where we go into the schools, and the way Soraya found out is we went into her I went into her classroom when she was in sixth grade and told her about the opportunity to do Chick Chain. And basically she signed up, and she did a mandatory meeting to learn how to take care of her chickens, and she got 18 chicks. Uh, three different breeds, and she looked up the breeds and chose the breeds. And she has every chicken except for one. Um, so she's done an excellent job. But um, she was also a part of a poultry club that year, and we looked at egg quality, and we learned about chickens and cooking with eggs and all kind of fun stuff that year. And she's even participated in avian bowls. So it all started with a chick chain Chicken Project, that she has excelled at and done a really good job. I'm really proud of her. And Chick Chain each year ends with a show and auction usually, but I think Soraya started in the year where we had um, avian influenza in the state, Andy. So she's really taken off with the project, even though a bunch of other people in the state that year, you know, maybe didn't have the same same experience and were able to actually auction their chicks off. So awesome. what questions do you have for Soraya? Um, wow, you said she's going to tell us a little bit about her flock? Yes, take it away. Um, when I started the chick chain, I selected three different breeds. I selected the black Australorps. Mm-hmm. can never pronounce it right. Um, <laughs> some buff Orpingtons and some Americanas. 
And I found out today that one of my Americanas is actually a crossbred Americana that got mixed in with the rest. Um, the hen that I lost was an Americana. So I've got four Americanas, one crossbred Americana, and six of the other two breeds. Um, okay. And um, which do you have? A, do you have a favorite? Yes, my <laughs> my crossbred Americana is my favorite. She started out <laughs> blonde, but only got whiter. Like her feathers are pure white now, and she only got whiter and whiter as she got older. And when I was raising them, and they were still in the brooder inside the house because they were too young to go outside at this point. Um, my hens went through a phase where they'd pick at each other. And because right. the white one, you could see, like, all the different dirt specks or any blood they broke through the surface, you could see it all on the white feathers. And so she got picked on a lot because of that. Um, so I had to separate her from the others for a while. And she just did not like being separated in the smaller contained space. And so she... <laughs> Every time I tried to put her in the box and put the lid with the mesh on it on to keep her contained, she'd crawl up my arm. And so I ended up just, like, letting her stay <laughs> on my arm for a while and just kind of hung out. Um, so do you, like the fact that, do you like the fact that they lay different colored eggs, different type of uh, greens and blues and kind of pastels colors and things like that? Do you like that about them? Yes, the eggs are beautiful. I've had some that are almost a pink shade, and I've had some that are more like an olive green, and then I've had the blue greens, and they're just beautiful to look at when you go to get them out of, um, to wash them in the morning, and when you go to cook them, you really get a good look at the different egg colors and the shell colors, and they're beautiful to look at. And what color was the dozen that you entered in one with? I entered some solid brown eggs in my um, the golden egg competition, and I entered in the medium size category, which I thought most of the eggs I had been collecting were medium, but it turns out most of them were large, so I ran into a little bit of difficulty fitting the category, <laughs> fitting the weight limit and everything. So most, most of the eggs, sounds like most of the eggs that you entered were from the uh, Black Australorp and the Buff Orpingtons? Yes, most okay. of them were. Um, my Americanas tend to lay thinner, more oblong eggs, and so they mm -hmm. were all from the Buff Orpingtons and the Black Australorps. Um, that I can confirm. And then how how did you learn about the contest and how to get that dozen to supreme excellence? <laughs> um. Miss Yates actually, com uh, she contacted my mom about it because I had participated in the different activities in the past and really enjoyed them. So she contacted my mom about it, and she sent me all the links to the videos that were made on the different requirements for the competition. And I had to watch all those, the videos, and prep my eggs. And um, there's actually some tips on making sure the hen's diet is good and they're nice and happy so they'll, they'll lay the biggest variety of eggs to choose from for competition date. And it takes several days to collect enough eggs that are uniform, especially when they're backyard flocks. 
with so many different breeds. And we do assign more points for yolks that are a darker color, and hers were very consistent in color. Um, but the, also, the best part was she had one of the highest haw units on her egg white quality. Um, what we do is we take a tripod micrometer, and after we crack open the egg and put it in a pie dish, um, a Pyrex pie dish, uh, we pick a point that's halfway between the yolk and the edges, the um, the thick albumin, and we measure it, and just it was so consistent that Soraya's ability to select her highest quality eggs, um, maybe it was how often she picked her eggs up or how she stored them or a combination thereof. Um, and the videos that she's referring to is the 4-H Golden Egg Contest videos that are available on YouTube. Anybody who'd like to watch them, um, they're on YouTube and open to the general public to view. So, like, if so, for example, if, if is there any limit to how many chickens an, someone who's entering the contest has? There, um, as far as the competition requirements and entry form and everything, I had to fill out. There wasn't not a limit on how many hens. They did ask for your flock size and how old they were um, on the entry form, but I did not notice any limits. No, the larger um, flock you have, the the better you'll have a, a chance for having a variety of eggs to choose from. I mean, if someone just had one chicken, yeah, they can enter, right. but they're going to be collecting eggs for 12 days. <laughs> that, that, was, that was where I was leading with that, Dr. McCray. I was thinking, okay, if you had, you know, whatever, let's say 40 chickens, you could, and, you know, you, you can get to uh, Auburn and, you know, the same day and you collect those eggs the morning yep. that they're, they're, they're laid, get them to you the day of testing. And then you know, you've got, <laughs> you've got the freshest, the, you know, probably the, the yolk and the, oh, the albumin's going to stand up higher than one. Like you said, if you've got just six chickens and you're going to have to take three or four days to get that, and then you have to just grab the one that's the oldest egg, there might be, be a difference there in, in, in quality. So I guess that would make a, a big difference. So Soraya really got rewarded for her diligence in checking her eggs because I know that some of the other folks who entered were also chick chain participants in their home counties. And they just didn't have the same attention to detail. And it looks like when we would crack open one of those B-grade eggs, maybe it was an egg that they collected, you know, a week prior, maybe four days prior. And, Andy, I know you know this, that during hot weather, sometimes hens just automatically lay a B-grade egg. And, you know, we've that was a very hot week, I will admit that. So what were you doing to keep your hens cool that week? Well, when my hens were really young, I learned that, um, that keeping their feet cool really helps with their overall body temperature. And so last summer, I actually started, during the summers, I started keeping a one of those small kiddie pools filled with water, cool water, and my run for my hens to, like, go and dip their feet in and stay cool to help their overall body temperature. Aha. Uh -huh. Maybe she has let slip the key to winning this contest. It's going to be happy. 
<laughs> Tell us, uh, Dr. McRae. Competitors uh, are listening. <laughs> so maybe you could take a hint from what Sarai is doing with your meat chickens, Andy, to keep them cool. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, they're definitely out there. It's it's hot down over here next door in uh, in Georgia, and uh, <laughs> they, uh, yeah, they're they're gonna have. And it's July. It's about to be August. But they're going to go out to poop here in a, in a ten days or, or so, and two weeks. And yeah, it's, they, they're definitely going to be needing some help with with the heat temperature, especially since they're just going to be sitting around and sitting, making their way over to the feed trough to just sit there and eat, so they don't have to, you know, stand. But it's going to be interesting to, to um, document all of that for folks to see if the the rumors are true about these birds and the and and that. So we're excited about that. Tell us a little bit about more uh, kind of about the testing. You know, you you cracked in the egg oak. You talked about the shell. You measuring the thickness of the shell. Or I think there's a way to determine how much force it is to crack the shell, the height of the albumin. Get us a little more so our listeners know um, really the uh, the, in, the uh, intense testing that goes on to have this award, to win this award. Well, one of the things that we decided to do when we designed this contest is we wanted young people to understand the amount of work that goes into putting your best foot forward with your eggs. And so when you watch the videos, we reach back into how you care for your chickens and things that you need to do, like not letting them roost in their nest boxes because they're going to defecate where they roost and trying to clean up a brown-shelled egg with sandpaper is a, a pain. So we start with the videos on how to keep your eggs clean because a big chunk of the point is exterior quality, so choosing eggs that don't have calcium deposits or misshapen Mm -hmm. or thin spots. And all this ties directly back into um, the poultry judging contest where there's a whole section on eggs. So even if a young person doesn't have uh, an avian bull manual where there's a poultry judging section in there or, you know, maybe they've never done... Um, egg judging through poultry judging contest, they can at least get the experience, the hands-on experience with this, with golden egg contest. Um, so once we take a look at the egg's exterior, and that's really where Soraya's eye was was good. She did have a few stains or spots, and you know that's just something for her to work on because next year she can enter and maybe she'll win again. I don't know. Maybe there will be Moreno so County not- dominance. They're not supposed to wash the eggs before they get them to you. They just right out of the nest box, supposedly. No, put they, them in can. The con- they can wash them. So they can wash they the can eggs. Wash them. Okay, if they want to yeah. wash the eggs. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, a stain is a stain. And it's hard to get a stain out of a brown shelled or a blue green shelled egg without destroying the pigment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if, you, if you're selling eggs to someone and the pigment's all messed up, <laughs> your customer's going to be like, Okay, thank you very much, and never buy from you again. <laughs> and that's not what we're trying to teach. <laughs> so after after the eggs are assessed for exterior quality, we open the eggs up, crack them into a pie plate. Uh, we use the tripod micrometer to determine the height. Now, we also weigh the eggs ahead of time. And based upon the weight of the 
the um, the eggs that were submitted, we um, set a uh, a special um, rotating calculator uh, on just a, a sheet of paper that's round, and we we set it based upon the weight of the eggs. We measure the albumin height. We set the calculator. We we rotate the um, the bar around to see where that the albumin height is, and that tells us the Hall unit. Now, the Hall unit is a specific measurement only found in eggs, and it's a ratio. So a lot of people say, well, how do you measure a Hall unit? Is it in millimeters or centimeters or grams or ounces? Nope. A Hall unit is measured in Hall units. Developed by Raymond Hall in 1921. Because it is a ratio, there are no actual units to it because it's a ratio of the weight and the albumin height. So as your egg increases in size, hopefully <laughs> your albumin height should also correspondingly increase in size. But if it's not, um, you know, that's where the, the calculator comes in and tells you where the breakpoints are. So we also check for meat spots and blood spots at that point. And mm-hmm. minus five points for a small spot, minus ten points for a large spot, and and I think that's where one of your competitors also fell down was that one of their eggs had a small spot. Small meat spots are hard and devilishly sneaky to try to find. Again, that ties into the poultry judging contest where we do candling. Uh, and then after that, um, we do the. Um, Roche color fan. Luckily, this year, I got a new tool, which was a digital yolk fan. And so I, I downloaded the app for it onto my phone that we're actually talking to you on. And we set the digital yolk fan on top of the egg yolks, and then it instantly takes a picture and assigns the color according to um, the Roche color fan. And so it was much faster than trying to flip through the different blades of the yolk color fan and then getting egg on them and then having to clean them. This was just much faster. (laughs) And even us scientists love to geek out on technology. (laughs) So the yolk color fan, was that was super fun for a scientist. We were actually kind of all fighting over it at one point and and then everybody was touching my phone with egg yolky fingers, and I told them to all stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, so hey, does it matter if does it matter if the eggs are fertilized or not? So can you have a rooster in the flock? No. Does is that does that matter at all? Nope. Okay. Not for this contest. No, you can have a rooster in the flock. However, if you're not picking up your eggs regularly, you might get some embryo development. And that's going to mark your egg down as something akin to a blood spot or a meat spot. But we didn't have any of those problems. Um, we did have a couple eggs that cracked open. As soon as as soon as we cracked them open, the yolk just was in mush, and it broke open and spread everywhere, and we had to start again. Um, and then there were a couple of really weird eggs that all of us scientists we were just like, "Dude, come here, gotta check this out." <laughs> We're all PhDs, mind you. We're all like, oh, that's so weird. What is it? I don't know. Crack open another one. <laughs> 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 what it was is just bacteria accumulation.
chicken that had actually made it through either onto the yolk, whether it was laid with the bacteria starting to propagate in the yolk itself, or maybe it was bacteria that made it through the shell all the way through the albumin to the yolk. We couldn't tell at that point. But, um, of course, the vitellin membrane that surrounds the yolk was compromised, and very soon after we cracked out and geeked at it, and you know, they would all break open, and then we'd have to start again. So and they smelled bad, too. That's how, that's how we knew the bacteria. <laughs> so nobody, nobody really took one for the team and, and ate it or drank it just to oh, see what would happen. Yeah. Nobody, oh, no, nobody was far. willing to go that far for the test. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed. I thought somebody would go the extra oh, mile. <laughs> You're creeping me out, man. <laughs> you were still creeping me out, right? I might not be alive if I'd done that. Then, then where would you be on your show today? You wouldn't know Soraya. I know, yeah. I would have to find somebody for the second and fourth, or the first and third Thursday every month. And, yeah, that wouldn't be good. Now that I now that I rethink that, yeah, it's probably a good idea that y'all yeah. didn't go the extra mile and uh, fry that up and uh, have it on toast. So... Um, <laughs> so I, I want to know, if, if I've got the name right, is... Uh, um, Soria, is that correct? Soraya. Soraya, awesome. Okay. Um, how how long have you kept chickens? Is this something you've had all along, or just when you got involved in 4-H? So really, how long you've kept chickens? What you know more? Let's get down so our listeners know more of a personal level. Um, what's your favorite part about it? We know you like the. Um, uh, Americana is the best, or was Aracana the best? And you love their the colored eggs. Um, but um, let's let's go with how long you've kept them. What's your favorite part about keeping backyard chickens? And are there any breeds that you're just really really wanting to get next? Like some people are like, oh, I can't wait to get the Polish. I can't wait to get Silkies or a Jersey Giant or or whatever the case may be. Um, let's let's ask her those three questions. Um, I got involved with the 4-H chick chain, and it was the first time I'd ever even raised chickens. And I hadn't really been around chickens much often. I had a friend who had chickens, and I'd go over her house a lot. But other than that, I didn't have much experience with chickens. And I got involved with it last May, um, okay. not two months ago, the year before. Yeah. And that's when I got my flock. And I did all the classes with Miss Yates, our um, 4-H REA in the area. And she ran all the classes. So I learned how to raise chickens from my prior experience with my friend's flock and what she taught me. I honestly didn't know much when I first got my chickens. So I kind of had to learn a lot as I went along. And that was really fun experience for me. Um my favorite part about raising my chins and my girls was probably being able to see how my work paid off. Like when you read about it or when you're just learning the book knowledge, they tell you how the different steps you take to raise happy hens. They tell you how what's going to happen, what the result is going to be of all that work. But actually being able to see it pay off was really satisfying for me. Um, and I really, I'm happy with my, the breeds I have now. And if I wanted next or future, if I participated again, um, or I went and ordered more hens somewhere, 
I think a Rhode Island Red would be mm-hmm. my choice of breed. Um, I really want to see their feather coloration. What mm-hmm. I'm most intrigued about with them. That's awesome. <laughs> um, hey, um, Dr. McCray, I've got to go to a commercial break really quick. If y'all can hang out for about four or five minutes, I'll get this commercial break. We'll come back. We can ask some more questions. We can, you know, cover anything that you thought we were going to cover and we haven't yet, and and really kind of the whole. Oh, and I want to know what prize. Don't tell, don't tell us now. But you know, is is there a prize? Is the prize just say, hey, I won the golden egg contest winner for all of Alabama, or maybe? And I doubt it because now you're in a different location. But uh, I'm going to tell her that you know, if if you didn't get a 10-pound chocolate chicken, then you're really missing out. Because I've seen some awards where they got a 10-pound chocolate, solid chocolate chicken. We'll come back. Dr. McCray will tell us a little bit about that. And I didn't get one. I was, I'm still steamed about that. And this was like, it's been seven years. And I didn't get a 10-pound chocolate chicken that I really wanted. Oh, but I guess Andy. I didn't I, I, I guess I didn't earn it, which is fair. Because uh, no, the, the winners who want to still haven't forgot about those huge, heavy, awesome chocolate chicken. So we'll talk about that when we come back from break. Folks, we're talking with Dr. McCray. She's in Alabama interviewing the Best Eggs in Alabama 4-H Contest Golden Egg winner. And we'll be back right after this short break. So stay with us. The Yard Bird Chicken Plucker takes the hassle out of backyard chicken processing by fully defeathering birds in less than 15 seconds. The compact size makes it easy to transport and easy to store. The one and a half horsepower motor and 20 inch stainless steel tub can handle two eight pound birds at the same time. There are no belts or pulleys to wear out and no adjustments necessary, which makes it virtually maintenance free. For more information about how you can own this must have chicken processing product, visit yardbirdchickenpluckers.com today. That's yardbirdchickenpluckers.com. With more than 25 years in the business, Eggland's Best is known for its highest standards in taste, nutrition, freshness, and quality. And now the brand is bringing its expertise to backyard farmers nationwide. Introducing Eggland's Best Backyard Chicken Feed. Feeding Eggland's best chicken feed to backyard chickens will result in superior eggs with six times more vitamin D, 25% less saturated fat, more than double the omega-3s, 10 times more vitamin E, and more than double the amount of vitamin B12 than ordinary eggs. Eggland's best chicken feed comes in several varieties for layers and chicks, and they even offer an organic variety. Eggland's Best Chicken Feed is now available in select farm supply, pet, mass merchandiser, and grocery retailers nationwide, including tractor supply. Pick up a bag for your backyard flock today. I'm about to say something that may shock you. There's a chance the mealworm treats you're feeding your chickens are doing them more harm than good. Most of the mealworms sold in the U.S. are hollow and empty because of how they're processed, leaving them with little or no nutritional value. The problem is chickens love healthy insects like mealworms, but there hasn't been a way to get access to them in large quantities. Until now. 
The only mealworm company I endorse is The Honest Worm because of the way they raise and process their mealworms. Now, they've set aside some bags only for my listeners to try for free. Just cover the cost of shipping and handling. Head on over to freemealworms.com. That's freemealworms.com. If you don't see sold out at the top of the page, that means there's still some bags left, but only for a limited time. Go to freemealworms.com and get your free bag today. Since 1921, Stromberg's has been a family-owned and operated business providing quality poultry and poultry supplies to their customers. Today, the Stromberg's family offers over 200 different breeds of poultry, including chickens, waterfowl, and game birds. They also offer poultry supplies for both the beginner and experienced poultry keeper. Stromberg should be on the top of your list when it's time to order your new day-old baby chicks and poultry supplies. Order online today at strombergschickens.com. That's strombergschickens.com. Hey, it's the Chicken Whisperer. If you're in the market for a new incubator, then look no further than GQF. They have a great selection of tabletop and cabinet-style incubators at prices you can afford. I love my GQF Genesis Model 1588. It has a large picture window and an automatic thermostat, which makes for a better hatch every time. Go pick out your new incubator at GQFradio.com. That's GQFradio.com. Come back. Come back. Come back. Come back. Come back. From our family to yours, feed your chickens the way nature intended. Pure, wholesome goodness. Kalmbach Feeds. Visit our website at kalmbachfeeds.com. That's K-A-L-M-B-A-C-H feeds.com. Or order today on Amazon.com. Kalmbach Feeds is a proud sponsor of the Chicken Whisperer. Hey, it's the Chicken Whisperer here to tell you that if you have backyard poultry, nothing is more important than making sure your feathered friends are safe from infectious poultry diseases. Learn the simple steps to keep your birds healthy by visiting this website, healthybirds.aphis.usda.gov. That's healthybirds.aphis.usda.gov. A message from the USDA. Alrighty, thank you very much for staying with us. I want to do uh, one more announcement here. Um, this or next week's uh, hatch specials at Ideal Poultry uh, and Breeding Farms. And Ideal Poultry, they're they're man, they're great folks. They they've been a sponsor of the show since day one, and um, they ship uh, just about, if not right at 7 million chicks every single year to farm stores and backyard keepers just like you and me. Uh, next week, it looks like 725 uh, weekly, hatch, weekly hatch specials for next week. Then we run through this here. Um, standard chicks, uh, select straight run only chicks listed on our website, straight one only, uh, $1.59 each, $1.59. They've got a surprise special, which would be assorted heavy pullets. So basically hatchery choice, um, all sexed as pullets, $1.69. That's pretty darn good right there. So you just get what you get. 
hatchery choice of pullets, however, assorted heavy, so again, the buff orpitons, the barred rocks, the ostralorps, the uh, um, uh, Rhode Island Reds, that type of thing, dollar sixty nine each. And then they've got uh, select breeds of pullets, like the Ideal 236, the Red Sex Link, Mac, uh, Rhode Island Reds, New Hampshire, Black Ostralorps, Golden Lace Wyandots, Silver Lace Wyandots, um, Cuckoo Morans, uh, Black Giants, Light Brahma, a dollar seventy nine uh, each, and I guess that's if you select them. Uh, if they select them, just whatever dollar sixty nine. If you select, if you want to pay ten cents more, it appears here, and then you get to pick the breeds. Then you can do that. Let me see if there's anything else. Crested specials like the uh, Polish, a dollar eighty nine each. Bantams are for straight run, which I don't know many people who sex bantams anyway, but straight one bantams, a buck five, a dollar and five cents. Uh, for bantams, uh, mallard ducks are three and a quarter apiece. Uh, so this is the ideal poultry, idealpoultry.com, um, next week's hatch special. So if you're in the market, give my friends over there at Ideal Poultry, uh, ringy ding, and I'll order you some chicks from over there. All right, let's go back live to our radio show, and we're going to figure out how come I still haven't got a 10 pound solid chocolate chicken. <laughs> Andy, like, so welcome, seriously, man, welcome. you did not compete in the right categories, and you didn't yeah. show up. In the co- I don't know what to tell you. Avian Bull. Avian Bull is the key in Delaware. You did 10-pound <laughs> chocolate chicken. Yes. Yeah, I haven't found anybody who makes them in Alabama besides they probably all melt. It's a hot day today. <laughs> then, then you would have tell a, you what. You'd have a 10-pound chocolate wad at the bottom of a plastic yep. container. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get Very my sad. knife and fork Very out. Sad. It wouldn't bother me a bit. <laughs> oh, me. Um, so what, what is the prize? I mean, of course, you get bragging rights, and I'm sure there's probably oh, a Oh, I'm going to let Soraya tell you the prize, and I'm actually going to let okay. Miss Gates also tell you her prize first. I got it. Juicy egg scale. That's just juicy. And I got a sign outside the door of my office that says that this is the home of the golden egg winner. So <laughs> nice. That's great. It's a yard sign for outside yeah. of the building. So everyone who comes into the extension office now knows this is where the best eggs are at. <laughs> That's right. That's great. I have I have one of those juicy egg scales. They are pretty awesome. Yeah, she even had an antique one from like <laughs> wow, I don't know. Awesome. My grandparents, was my grandparents. Yeah, she so she knew what it was, and it wasn't any sort of surprise to her. But her new one is blue and in the shape of a chicken. <laughs> and it's probably yep. calibrated correctly. <laughs> That's awesome. And how about the winner's prize? Oh, the winner's prize, Soraya. I got one of these giant ribbons, and it was huge. Like, the top ribbon part was the size of my hand, and then the ribbons hanging down from it that said um, Golden Egg Contest Grand Winner or something like that. And it was really long. Like, I'd hold it up at my shoulder. It was two feet long. (laughs) I'd hold it up at my shoulder. It came down to my calf. Um, uh, I got ten coupons. If I'm right, not coupons, 10 certificates for bags of 
Nutrina. Nutrina Cargill was a, a kind sponsor of our program here, and if she gets fifty pound Very bags, good. that's five hundred pounds of feed. Absolutely, yeah. that's awesome. How will that last you? <laughs> um, a few months short of a year's worth, actually, depending on the weather. Like during the rainier seasons, the feed is used. Some of it's wasted because of the rain. Um, so it costs. A little, I use a little more feed during the rainier seasons in Alabama. But it does a bag of fifty pound bag of feed last almost a full month. So I've got almost a year worth of feed. Um, and what else did you get? I got a bag of dried mealworms mm-hmm. for my girls who did the hard work in this whole Very process. Good. Um, they really enjoyed those. I gave them some today when she came to visit, <laughs> and they really enjoyed those. I coaxed them near the fence <laughs> with them, and they posed for pictures eating mealworms. <laughs> um, hey, just to let you know, those are really, really, those are really good if you sprinkle them on, if you sprinkle them on ice cream. They're really good. It adds a little crunch to your ice cream and oh. and, uh, and your salad yeah. and your salad. So, uh, instead oh, of croutons, no. you can put those mealworms. You can put your mealworms on your salad instead of croutons, <laughs> and then to add, add a little yeah. crunch to your vanilla ice cream. Yeah, yeah just uh, <laughs> just to let you know. Okay, so I give you permission to take one worm and put it in your brother's salad. <laughs> See if he finds it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure somewhere on that bag it says not for human consumption. Somewhere it's got to say that. <laughs> And she even has something with your name on it, Andy. I got the book you wrote um, that confirms or disproves a myth about chickens and the, how to raise them and everything. Oh, the, the um, Factor Chicken Poop? Yes. Yeah, that's I got cool. Yeah, Dr. McRae was a major head. contributor to that. Yep, that is awesome. Very good. So now... When if if you if you're allowed to go online and you're looking at some of these blogs and forums and you see some of this outlandish too good to be true remedies, then you can go back to the book and say, "Aha! I knew that was poop." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How many how many questions are in there? There's like 75 myths mm-hmm. or questions. Yeah. That we covered, and a lot of stuff, and a lot of stuff ended up having to be left oh, out too. So there, I'm, oh, there it is, awesome. Yeah, I'm thinking in a couple of years, a couple of years there'll be a volume two of that uh, book, no doubt at all. Oh yeah, he's working <laughs> on more. Of you know, the problem, Andy, in in working on on myths like this is that when we educate people, they just get smarter and sometimes sillier. <laughs> 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 Oh, me. Um, That's awesome. So let me well, there any, let me go ahead. Let me share with you. Um, Soraya also got a kind of a surprise. She also got a yard sign for her the front of her house, um, so that everybody who drives past the Smith home will see front and center. This is the home of the best dozen <laughs> eggs in the state of Alabama. So that was a little something that was a surprise that. It, I didn't. I didn't list that as as something um, that she was going to get um, in the prize. But um, you know, 
Soraya's not alone, and she's a very good speaker, Andy. I would not be surprised if she participates in Avian Bowl again or maybe even Egg Cookery, which is kind of a, a, a resurging program here in Alabama. Uh, who knows? Maybe she'll work for the American Egg Board. I don't know. Uh, hey, but, I just – hey. Let me give her this information, and see she can take this far, okay. far, and have good career. I just hired a new contributor to Chicken Whisperer magazine. She is a senior at um, NC State University. She graduates in December, and she has a dual major. She's majoring in poultry science and journalism, and she's the departmental <laughs> journalist for the poultry science department at NC State University. She's going to be a contributor for a Chicken Whisper magazine and let us know what's going on there at NC State, what studies they're they're doing and so so they so you know, hey, there's there's a lot of uh, potential there both for poultry science and journalism and, and like I said, she's a great speaker. We we all heard that. But um so that that just reminded me of the young lady we just hired for Chicken Whisper magazine that's got that dual college major in poultry science and journalism. Maybe Soraya will go to Auburn and she can report to you all the cool things that they're doing for research there. <laughs> yes, and, and we have, oh, man, I'm telling you. And maybe when she gets there, I, no, no, I know for a fact, I'm not, we didn't state her age, but by the time she gets to Auburn, I'm sure we will still be doing studies on all of these myths and rumors that we found <laughs> on these blogs everywhere. We will still be doing tests about apple cider vinegar <sighs> and herbs and all this other stuff. So yeah, when she gets to Auburn, she can uh, she'll be the liaison between us and and uh, the science department there, and she can write for Chicken Whisperer magazine all of the findings they're finding there in the science department. I love that idea as well. Well, Marengo County is a great county for um, for incubating. Sorry about the poultry pun. Incubating uh, good youth uh, poultry <laughs> programs, but. He's used to my sense of humor. <laughs> um, but really the key... It just cracks... Her sense of humor just cracks me up. <laughs> <laughs> We're terrible when we get together. <laughs> we are, um, exactly. What, what really works is that... <laughs> I heard that back there, agent. exactly, yep. <laughs> I heard that. It's that oh, the 4-H agent likes working with children and poultry. When are you going to get your own flock, Beth? I live in the city limits, so it's against the rule. And the 4-H lady can't break the rules. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to, but I live in the city limits, and that's the law. Also. Now, she's also a leader for an entire region of the state, um, and so she guides other 4-H leaders in Alabama to to fame and greatness while still keeping the chicken glory to herself, I'm sure. <laughs> but um, what are some of the other programs you've been do- having in, in uh, Marengo County? Well, one of our most exciting things we started is a rabbit project. Um, we did a pet rabbit project last year, and we had our first rabbit show, and it was so much fun. Um, rabbits do not always cooperate, so... Sometimes when they were trying to flip the rabbits over to show their underside and uh, their feet, the rabbits decided they didn't want that. So, but it was a lot of fun. A few people were bitten. and oh, <laughs> no, no, not too bad. Oh, but my. It was, it was a lot of, it was a lot of fun. Um, the, the largest rabbit 
the smallest girl actually got the rabbit to cooperate, and um, she was able to show the feet and the toes and everything. It was really, it was it was fun. Though. We the youth had a blast, and um, we really enjoyed that project. We look forward to making it even better next year. It was a great project, so we're excited about that. And, and we're doing and you chicken. Can have rabbits at your house. We, I can have a rabbit, and my son, I think, is going to do that this year. <laughs> but uh, we are doing Chick Chain again this year. Um, we're going to be having our show and auction at the Selma Fair in October, so we're excited about that. And um, it's it's fun doing stuff with 4-H to watch these youth grow and learn and just expand their horizons. Um, it's fun. She, she also has a lot hey. of help from the food safety expert who yes. works on eggs, and so she has uh, cooking camps too. Right. right, we had we had had a cooking camp this summer, and uh, we actually did a poultry club like with Soraya, and they did a cooking contest, and we cracked eggs and candled eggs, and so um, Alice is a really big help with that. She loves doing stuff with chicken and poultry. So, hey, I didn't know. I don't know if you know this or not, but regarding keeping chickens. Um, under the radar where you live, you know, it's always easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought about that. And even in one of our largest city in our county, I think if you talk to your neighbors and they say it's okay for you to have chickens, you can actually get by with it, even though it's against city ordinance, as long as you don't have a rooster. Um, yeah, there you so go. No some rooster. people have gotten away with it like that. <laughs> Oh, me, yep, that's that, that good old saying. So, well, ladies, thank you so much for joining us today. I always love to do this, love to support 4-H, you know, however I can. And uh, congratulations, what a great what a great prize and great success and great honor. Um, and for the, you know, uh, the best, the golden egg winner in, in the state of Alabama. So thank you very much for taking time out of y'all's day to come on the show. And uh, hopefully all of our listeners will learn, if they don't know already, learn more about 4-H in their area and how they can contribute and support this great organization. So uh, congratulations, and thank you guys for coming on today. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Andy. You bet. Thank you. Y'all have a great day, and Dr. McRae, we'll see you back in a couple of weeks. All right. Take care till then. Thanks. Yep. Congratulations. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. All righty. That's going to wrap up another Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer web radio show. And, yeah, congratulations. That That is awesome. And uh, I love when youth get involved in agriculture, whether it be FFA, 4-H, and you got to love 4-H because they start, you know, younger, much younger than FFA. And um, give you some history, I was the FFA secretary in our chapter uh, in the outskirts or the suburbs of Atlanta way, 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 way back. Actually, it was 1986, 1987, and I was the secretary of our FFA chapter, Future Farmers of America. I really don't think they use that anymore. Saying I think they just use FFA. But to me, it'll always be Future Farmers of America. And then, of course, uh, uh, we did run, my wife and I, a little 4-H chapter for a little while in the suburbs of the Atlanta area um, and um, doing some education with poultry when we lived there. So um, got to love those organizations, anything to get the youth involved in agriculture. Thank you very much for tuning in. Don't forget to follow us uh, on uh, Facebook and Twitter. You can get you can get just about anywhere 
that we do, the books, the magazines, the um, podcast at chickenwhisperer.com, and uh, we hope you'll follow us there. Until next time, happy chicken keeping. This is the Chicken Whisperer, and I'll see you next time. If I can scroll down here and find the ending theme song here, it'll flow a lot easier. There it is. All this high-tech stuff. Hey, y'all have a great day. Happy hatching. Thank <laughs> you.